0: From Los Angeles, California, this is The Relationship Show with Dr. Wendy and Miss Jenny. This is a casual conversation between two friends and colleagues, taking serious topics not so seriously. This podcast contains strong language and is intended for mature audiences. It is for entertainment purposes only. Enjoy!
1: Do-do-do-down, do-be-do-down, down. do be do down down come down do be do down
0: do do take your we just thought let's kind of keep it simple and talk about breaking up let's let's break down breakups yes okay. all right so <laughs> <laughs>
2: or it could be crying are you taping yeah I'm cr- yeah I am. you know because when people hear breakups you know candace was like joking but she was like you know boohoo or it could be woohoo yeah. it depends Who has the red flag issue and who is getting out? Also, who is the breaker-upper or who is waiting to be broken up with? Or who knows they're going to break up and won't do it? There's so many aspects to this wonderful topic.
0: Candice, what are your general thoughts on...
1: Breaking up, I I think everybody has a different process. There's different reasons for breakups, so I think it it can just be, it's different for everybody. I think the biggest thing that I notice in just my own personal experience is that it is grieving. It's it there is a grief period that that is important. I think to recognize and to not overlook. And I once had a mentor who told me that you know going through a breakup is the death of a dream, and I was like oh I that to me resonated because I get that. I think that. Sometimes the breakup is not so much about the person. I think it's the saying goodbye to that fantasy or that expectation or that hope, right, of something that could have been great and then it wasn't so great, so, which can be really disappointing, so.
2: Absolutely. You know, thinking about movie love, you know, a lot of people compare their relationships to movie love. Or transgenerational comparison, right? Like what my grandparents had, really romanticizing, idealizing that. Or, you know, what my parents had, um, you know, and and wanting that or the good aspects of that for yourself.
0: Well, so I think we can- that's interesting, too, because when you when you just said that, it made me think of the disconnect. Even, I'm sure, for parents who are my age with younger people on what dating is like today versus what it was like for us versus what it was like for our parents. So, you know, there's so much difference today than it was when we were growing up. When we were in high school, people couldn't break up with you by text or college. You know what I mean? So, (laughs) and we didn't have Tinder. It wasn't like, well, you fall off one horse and you can just get on another. It It was much different in that regard. So I think that's something we can about so welcome back listeners this is the relationship show with dr wendy and miss jenny we are joined today with our wonderful friend or by our wonderful friend candace mckenzie who we have not seen or talked to in a very oh, long
3: time
0: yeah we're so happy to have you here um and today we're talking about red flag issues in relationship breakups and you know we hear a lot about conscious uncoupling now and new fangled ways of kind of saying the same thing or not i don't know we can talk a little bit about that but there's this idea that there may be better ways than others to break up with people or be broken up with to minimize pain or conflict i'm not sure if that's true i'm interested in hearing your thoughts do you think that there are things that people do that make it harder than it needs to be i think Indirect communication is
1: always um, a big red flag. Red flag, <laughs> and I think you can have a space uh, and time to process things. But I personally think it's very damaging to have indirect communication, indirect behaviors, right? Like you, that invisible contract. That person should just know. I think it's best just to lay it on the line. To have that face face to face conversation, if possible. Um, if safety is a concern, then yes, having it over the phone. I mean, I know that each relationship has different nuances and different. And, but I think it, that if two people truly respect each other and love each other, then I think that there should be that space for direct communication and direct behaviors.
0: When you when you're saying indirect communication, you mean communicating through a no device, another person.
1: Yeah, like indirect communication to me is sort of that passive aggressive stuff where people don't, you know, no, there's no communication, you know what I'm saying? They're uh,
0: like two ships passing in the night, you know what I'm so saying? It's beyond, can... So it's beyond processing. So I'm about to break up with someone and I go to Wendy and Wendy and I are kind of, she's, she's being my talking partner, my, you know, my sounding board. But at a certain point, if the only person I'm talking to about the problems in my relationship or the potential of breaking up is... Is my girlfriend, too, that's also taking the person out of the loop? Is that part of the indirect communication? Yeah, I feel like if you know that there's a
1: problem, why not address it with your partner?
2: Okay, so what I want to do is just explore that a little bit because a lot. how often do we as therapists have clients come in and, you know, we encourage them, uh, you know, um, uh, help them to learn how to assert themselves, but can we share for the listeners a little of where that might come from, the walking on eggshells or the reluctancy to really be clear and direct? Um, where do you think, where where does that come from?
1: Well, I think that's a lot of our learned behavior as children with our parents, the attachment sort of styles um, I totally, absolutely validate that and get that. I, um, I just think that, you know, to break that pattern and to address that with your partner and to say, you know, I'm fear, you know, in ways to remedy that is, and again, I'm absolutely validating that, you know, you may need some time to find clarity and how to present that to your partner. Right, of course. Right? Like you need to go, you talk, that's why we have our girlfriends or our friends to sort of like, how do I bring this up? Or I'm scared to bring this up, or I don't want to rock the boat. But I think at a certain point in time, a relationship takes two people that you have to let that other person know clearly what's going on for you.
0: So I, th- um, I think there's also in what Wendy was just saying an element of that of and and this can go back to attachment can, can go back to a bunch of things, but this uh, fear of you're not going to be able to get out of it. It's just going to make things worse. Or you you have a feeling about what you're going to hear, and you're sort of avoiding that, postponing it as long as possible. like if you yeah. can just not talk about it, maybe it won't happen and it'll go away. yeah. and
1: how do we how do we as therapists know that
0: work? How does that work
1: out for people? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I validate and believe me because I, I I'm doing nuances in sense of like of if you have children safety, like I am not at all suggesting that it's easy to have those conversations, nor am I suggesting you should just go out there and have those certain very, very difficult conversations. I'm just saying, you know, looking at a full picture and if there is a, a moment in time to somewhat address it. And sometimes it's helpful to have a therapist to help you translate what you're saying that the other person can receive it and understand it in their language and
2: the way that they process things or to even go back to really baby steps, the very first identification of what is a red flag issue. Because it can be different for everyone, right? Yeah. So, you know, what, what could just be feeling minor to even a clinician or, you know, your friends or your family can be a really big deal breaker for you. Or it can be huge and that's fine, they're fine with that. And we might think that's a huge red flag issue, and yet that couple can, you know, kind of dismiss it a little bit and focus on some other things that feel bigger. So it's it's interesting, it's, uh, it's all subjective. And as we know for therapists, like we are with our clients, the number one thing is to rule out safety issues, uh, for sure, like domestic violence, Um, serious substance use and abuse Um, you know uh, what else mental health issues that would be really unsafe whether it's you know uh, undiagnosed or untreated bipolar or psychosis whatever it is I mean there's so many things that could be safety issues And that's not to say that you can't work them through with the proper um, you know interventions but Let's go back. I'm curious what you all see as red flag issues in your practice, just to share mine, because I made a little list before we started. uh, The top things that come up for me, just the top things are sex, money, Mm -hmm. substance abuse, um, and then technology, which you know, I'm all about attachment and relationships and technology. Mm -hmm. Technology is huge. But I'm curious yes. what you all see too.
1: Oh, I would say um, thank you, Wendy. Woohoo! Um, I would say yes, yes, and all, all the list. And I would say technology is probably number one that I see a lot as far as I feel it's become the third person in the relationship. You know, I'm seeing more and more um, online addictions, being a gambling addiction, um, having conversations with other people to. The emotional relationships. Yeah, porn um, addiction, um, you know, because it's so relevant, it's becoming, it's so free, it's just, um, it's so available now. Um. So I hear um, a lot when couples come in to see me all the time, I hear that over and over again. I'm concerned about all the activity online. You know, I wake up and they're not in the bed with me and they're downstairs and they're constantly on the computer. What are they doing? I've kind of hacked into the computer and I've found that they're speaking to other people and they're sharing very intimate um, things about our relationships. So I would say technology is probably definitely number one. That and sex definitely too as well. You, you definitely hear a lot of the indirect communication through withholding sex or other issues of that, that sense, if that makes sense.
0: It does. Uh, So I guess the only thing that I might add on to that, something that, that I've been seeing, and this kind of goes back to what we were talking about a little bit before, is this assumption of the unspoken rules of the relationship, um, lack of Just, you know, setting pathology aside or any, like, big major issues, you know, I think there are little red flag issues, too. Like, can you actually voice what you're thinking and feeling to this person that you're in a relationship with? And obviously, how much that's, how important that is, is going to be dependent on how long have you been together? Has it been just a few months? Has it been a few years? If you've been together a few years and you still feel like you can't talk to that person directly, that's a huge red flag. Red flag. If it's in the beginning, then maybe it's an adjustment that one can make within themselves uh, that will benefit the relationship. But I think a lot of times we bring our old baggage into the new relationships and before we've completely dealt with it and uh, learned. Because I know, like, I'll catch myself... And and this has happened over the years and something I had to kind of learn. I'd catch myself responding to the person in front of me as if they were somebody from the past and not really looking at who's in front of me at that moment or expecting them to read my mind before they really know it and maybe even before I even know it. Um, so... That, again, goes to the communication issues, because, and I think that all ties into what you both were saying about technology, because I think that technology has brought us so much into this inward place, and then we expect that everybody just should know what we're thinking and feeling, also because maybe we put it in a text or an email or something, like, well, how could he not know? But there's so much nuance that's missing from cyber communication.
2: And also gender, right? So male and female communication and then sprinkled in with technology, Jenny, like you said. You know, women, we love to process and we can talk about, (laughs) you know, pens and paper for, you know, five hours and everything about it from color to texture to lines to no lines to where to get it. I mean, we just can talk about anything and we don't necessarily need an answer. We don't even need a point. We don't, we just, Love to talk, 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 talk and chat and, and our girls get us. But for male, uh, men like to fix, give me a problem and let me fix it. Or, you know, what I say is to help women communicate better, kind of get to the bullet points so so that it just helps them Can and also say, honey, I'm just sharing to share. Or uh, after I have my long monologue, I would like feedback <laughs> and answer. Helping communicate.
1: There, there, there's a funny joke that goes, um, you know, uh, uh, I guess a, a girl runs into a girl at a mall and they have a conversation, and, and it's just like you said, it's like this full monologue. Like one girl, like like you and I are at the mall, and I'm like, oh my god, Wendy, how are you? I'm so great, and la 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 la, like it's a full monologue, right? And we can like chat, ta- we can talk in the middle of a crowd for like thirty minutes, and then like two guys run into each other, like, hey, dude, how you doing? Good. Awesome. Good to see you. Bye. See you later. <laughs> and the, I mean, I'm I'm doing it poorly, but I thought it was so funny because that is how you just were um, spot on as far as like our different communication styles. And I'm not trying to marginalize every guy and every girl, but yeah, pretty much sure. that's how it works. I mean... Um, we can talk, 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 and process forever. And guys are very like, okay, let's do it. Let's talk at a, you know, we're done, right?
0: Right, no they, want, they want something a little more streamlined. And like you said, Wendy, yeah. to fix something. So they're just sort of like, okay, so you've just yeah. talked to me or talked at me for 30 minutes and I still am not quite sure what it is you want me to do.
2: How many people say, uh, uh, for the women, this is again, just based on my experience, the women say, oh, I want you to understand me. And yeah. then men will say, I do understand you. And she said, no, you don't. So we get really specific. What does that look like for him to understand? Does that some women, I just need a hug. Others want the verbal, you know, reassurance and validation. It it can look so many different ways, but you know, to, to keep in mind our topic, red flag issues, I kind of, it makes me want to go back to dating stage And who we pick, consciously or subconsciously, and how we pick, you know, the words of, I really want someone available, and yet we pick someone so unavailable, without really paying attention to the red flag issues. Red flag. Um, You know, like, uh, you know, my deal breakers are, I don't want someone who is an alcoholic, and yet on your first date, he's already on drink number four before you even show up. Right. And, not, yeah. and then proceeding to have a two-year uh, two relationship with that person when you knew or, you know, uh, wanted to to not pay attention because he's such a charmer and he's so funny and so handsome. Um, but, you know, what, what happens in the dating stage? Do we, you know, uh, intentionally and purposefully, are we clear about our game plan or do we just kind of go with it because God put this or the universe put this in our path kind of thing? You know,
0: well, and that's a that's a really good point, too, when you're talking about and I think it's for men and women. What what are your expectations of what you're looking at and uh, what you're looking for? And and then what are you looking at? And are you just projecting onto somebody what you want or are you really paying attention to where they're checking off the boxes for you and and then another question would be how tied into those should somebody be because that can also be a reason for breakup going like well they check off eight out of ten but these two things eh, there might be something better or these two things are absolutes for me i mean how flexible should people be in a relationship before saying i'm out of (laughs) here
2: Or uh, often in the dating stage, people won't have a good game plan or an idea for what they want to do. And so they're dating players when they really want to get married and have children. Mm. You know, so it's kind of and then they think that's a red flag issue. Wait, a date number one after you slept with him after an hour. Do you want to put? it? I'm not saying you can't have a relationship with him. I'm just saying, you know, when that becomes a pattern, your, your words don't match your goals. which is fine, but then just have a lover.
1: Yeah. Well, I think a lot of that is, um, you know, just having, bringing the heightened awareness of that. I mean, I think that, think that's why we have this show. I think that's, we as therapists know that's a constant evolution is just have those, uh, take those rose colored glasses off for a second, if you possibly can and turn up your ears, right. And turn up your eyes and, it's, it's just hard when you're, you, when you're dating and you're looking for romance, it's just, you get in that last stage. You just do. It's so awesome. It's so fun to go and date and you're like really into a person. You're all giddy and you're happy and you're like, everything's going so great. And then you're like, ah, oh, crash and burn. Like, why don't I see the signs? Like six months later, you know how that goes. So you look, hindsight is 20, as they say. So you look back and you're like, damn, I really miss those signs. So, I think it's just, um, I just always encourage clients to just, you know, um, slow down, take time, try to turn your ear, you know, turn the volume up on your ears. Uh, Maya Angelo says people tell you who they are, you know, listen for that through their actions, through their words. So, so what um, if somebody listen. is telling
0: you, like, uh, you know, I don't want a serious relationship, but then they're coming on very strong and acting as if they want to serious relationship that can be that could be very confusing
2: um what you want though are you looking for relationship or do you have the word do you let it happen to you or are you actively able to assert yourself and try to work with that you know can you speak up and say I really you know I caught my sandwich technique say something nice then (laughs) and then say something nice gee mark we're having such a nice time At times, I feel like you're coming on really strong. I'm wondering if we can slow it down a little bit to see where this can go. And can Mark slow his roll, (laughs) or is he turning into a bit of a little stalker?
0: Red flag. I think that's a red flag issue too, if we're talking about, are we getting the sense that the other person is leaving the door open And how far, like for somebody else or something else, sort of like, okay, so, you know, we're having a really good time and this is good, but I'm not quite sure that it's, that it's the right thing. So somebody, I got to keep myself available just in case the right thing comes along, even though you're great, but I'm just not sure.
2: But then it comes down to intimacy and trust. And then again, what Candace said, it comes, uh, you know, down to, uh, you know, what we were raised with. So it's nature versus nurture, our genetics. And then it also is behaviorally what we saw. Is this familiar? Is my mom needy and stuck like glue and controlling, or is it more like? And so that's why Mark feels so. Who is Mark? I don't. That's such an eighties name. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Like I couldn't come up with like a fancier, like you know, whatever.
0: Mark is a perfect name. Mark
1: is a perfectly awesome name. Yes. (laughs) You know, it's we love you, Marks. Whoever you are out there, there. I couldn't come up with Pierre or you know. (laughs) I just. (laughs) I just think if you start up a relationship and you're looking for something serious and they tell you from the get-go, they're not looking for something serious, I just say, run. <laughs> it's just, I just feel Red like flag. you can never, it just always, I feel like it always goes back to the same thing that you you invest in a relationship and then they end up, you know, they just never really wanted to get serious. And that not that they're not bad people. That's not at all what I'm saying. I feel like anybody who says they're not looking for a serious relationship and, that's cool, they're just being honest and forthright, but I just think that you have to really, like, I feel like those first couple of dates are really telling, you have to really listen to what people are saying and kind
2: of be but aware of that. Also, people are really fearful, so sometimes, out the gate they say i'm just looking for some casual and it can turn into something really lovely so you know it it it's watching behavior too you know your words can say i'm scared you know so i know a lot of people who have had casual sex because that feels safe to them you know anybody can sleep with anybody but to truly have vulnerability um you know intimacy to sit over a cup of coffee and really talk about deep stuff is true intimacy and you can feel even more naked than just stooping as the (laughs) (laughs)
1: that's right yeah so yeah and I, I I think I'd have to agree with Wendy too I think that there are people that say that out of fear and but I would just I I, I think I'm also just hearing some clients and girlfriends. I'm always like, well, he did say he doesn't want anything serious. I really just want you to hear that and be uh, aware of that, that that's something you cannot change. You know, you just have to be who you are. And if you guys magically, you know, um, gel together in a relationship and he changes his mind, that's great. Or she changes his mind. It could be he or she. But I just always feel like when they say that, I feel like, take note of that and just just have an awareness of that don't try to change that person if that makes sense girls are red flag issues different than deal breakers in your mind oh i think Good. i think they're the same i think they i think they're the same to me they are in my mind
0: in my mind there is it's sort of like um is it a Venn diagram where there's some overlap right but because somebody can check off all the boxes and there can be something that you haven't even thought about that that person does that you realize, oh my god, I cannot live with that. That's a deal breaker right. for me. I think of red of red flags as indications that the relationship needs to be adjusted, or um, or maybe telling us who that person is, or is a deal breaker, something that we already know going into it that we want or don't want in a relationship. So I think, I think it's, yes, and, you know, I think they're, they're, they're both very, very closely related, but not necessarily the same thing in all cases. I don't know. What do you think? So red flag
2: issues for some people, so it's not so black or white, red flag issues can be worked out at times. Uh, So, if someone struggles with substance abuse and, you know, your partner sets the boundary and says, this won't work for me because I'm sober, uh, the person has a choice to either work on their substance abuse or say, goodbye, I'm still using and you got to go. So, or they can say, I'm getting in a program and let's be together, honey. So so i guess red flag issues the most important thing i think i want to say to our uh, our podcast listeners is that you got to speak up it's so important no matter how hard it is to speak up about what doesn't feel right what i don't want for couples is walking on eggshells and that is a true indicator that something is off. When you feel you, and I think Candace said it or Jenny, you know, you, you, it's so important to be your authentic, true, loving, relaxed self in a relationship. So our mind-body connection is so important. The physiological state, when your body feels an amped kind of uh-oh feeling, your gut feeling feels like something's off. We're born with that for a reason. So we got to pay attention to that and, and you have to put words to it. It's important how many times, listen, my parents have been married over 55 years now and God bless them, you know, uh, my dad's in his 80s, my mom in her 70s, but for sure they do not walk on eggshells and I, it's not a perfect relationship, but, you know, they're, they, they always go back to what helps them is chemistry, communication and humor. Uh, and they, they battle it out, uh, but they will not walk on eggshells. And sometimes that's not the healthiest thing. Uh, but, but they'd rather battle it out than lose each other. But, but I have respect that at least both of them are able to talk about it. I, it, it pains me when I get couples that are scared to talk with each other, whether it's in dating and I meet, you know, often uh, people will bring in their girlfriend or boyfriend, like I'm the Pope and I need to bless this relationship, uh, you know, or not. But it's almost like they can't trust their instinct of the red flag issues, you know. But so, I think
0: that's a, that's a part of it, too. It's what is what are we trying to uh, accomplish in the communication? Are we trying to shove the person and the relationship into a template of something that we want uh or are we trying to actually find a way for that person and for us to push past our insecurities and our, our limitations and challenge ourselves to become better versions of ourselves or or do we say this person isn't going to help us like like this is a perfectly good person but I can't imagine staying at this level for the rest of my life or for another six months. And so I need to find a new way in or out of it.
2: I want to ask all of us to possibly disclose a time in our lives where out the gate we saw red flag issues. You don't have to share the name, obviously, but can you reflect any dates relationships times in our lives where we had red flag issues and just was in full-on denial about it whether it was like for a few weeks or what what are some examples of your red flag issues i've got plenty (laughs) <laughs> watch out for all those red flags
1: i mean i've had many of those <laughs> i mean i can i can certainly uh relate to that i think that the difference now is because of what i do and because of the friendships i have with you guys and i have i've really be- built this strong supportive healing uh, group of women and friendships that that I just do my little check-ins with so that when I am kind of into the denial phase, I can do a little sounding board with them, if that makes sense. So I'm quicker to kind of like,
2: oh, yeah. Red flags, red flags. Tell me some red flags out the gate that that you have seen or, you know, like uh, the guy who had three drinks before you show up for date number one. Well,
0: that was one of the things like that you were saying before. I mean, it kind of goes into the red flag versus boundary issues. There was somebody who I was actually friends with for a very long time before we got involved. But on our first real date, he had had a drink before he picked me up. I didn't think anything of it. Again, I'd known this person for a long time and then um and then he proceeded to drink heavily throughout that date but i was drinking too because it was our first date so in retrospect i could think like okay that's that was a big red flag, big red flag. but at the time i didn't think anything of it i thought well you know it's a little liquid courage or whatever and then We were involved for a very long time at a certain point we move in together and it's very different when you move in together from when you're dating and when you're dating and you only see each other a couple of times a week, it's not that big of a deal that they're having a couple of glasses of wine. You don't know what they're doing when they go home. You don't know what they're doing when they're out with their buddies the next day. But then when you're living with them and you say, oh, wait a minute, they need to do this every night or they need a six pack to go to sleep. That to me is a deal breaker. Uh, so there was yeah. the red flag, <laughs> uh, and, <laughs> then there, and then it became a deal breaker. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's- you know, and, and and at that point it was really hard because it was somebody I was in love with and wanted to, thought I would spend my life with. So, so that is definitely uh, something in a more serious relationship, but I think also kind of what we've talked about, if somebody tells you on the first date that they're not looking for something serious... That's a red flag, especially if you are looking for something serious. Yeah.
2: But 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 I've had people who, out of fear and intimacy and trauma of their history, you know, say they're not looking for something serious and they hide behind casual sex and playerhood and then and then, you know, someone has helped them work through that where they now learn where that's coming from. They can settle down and 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 have a nice relationship. It's not always. I, I get it. It is important to listen to it, but but you cannot have a
0: relationship with somebody's potential. This is something that I say all the time, and it's kind of like what your what Candace was saying when she said somebody told her that uh, a breakup is the death of a dream. You know, it's it's you can't have a relationship with the dream. You have to have yeah. a relationship with the real person in in front of you. Yeah. And so I agree, there are people who may sit down and say, I- I'm not looking for something serious, and you should definitely hear that. And it may be they're actually posturing because they also don't know whether it's you that they would be looking for something serious with, which I, I think is fine. On the first date or two, you shouldn't necessarily be like, I'm ready to move in together because you don't know who that person is. And... If somebody's on the other end of it, that could be very frightening, too. So that's a red flag, too. If somebody's suddenly like, oh. I'm looking for something very, very serious. Yeah.
2: <laughs> the, act the act of attachment, but then you have couples that meet and, and a month, they get engaged and married for 20 years. So, but you But those know, are the
0: exceptions. And, and you know, the, those are the exceptions, not the rule. That, that is the dream that I think a lot of people hold on to. Like, but what if, but what if, but what if?
2: Right. I guess what I'm saying <clears throat> is that the behavior has to match. So, for instance, if you have someone who's like, okay, the guy is like, oh, no, I'm not interested. I'm just looking for a casual thing. But he, uh, you know, plans really lovely dates for the first few times that there's they're not fast on the fast track sexually, mm-hmm. that he is just really enjoying, you know, it, it could just be his behavior is really dating and not... The words of you know I'm there. There's just plain old players who say, "Listen, I'm a player. I'm having fun. Pay attention," and they hit it and quit it, as they say, right? It might as well be saying that is that's just not you right. know. I
1: love that. You're so funny. I just want to like um, go give a shout out to you, Jenny, because I love that. You, you, it's not healthy to be in love with the potential of a person. Yeah. So I that's think a- that's, that's and it's hard. I I am not at all demising that. It's really, really hard. I think we have a lot of hopes and dreams and something works out and we just hope like, well, maybe this person will change or they'll understand or they'll become, you know, we'll connect more on a deeper level. And I think that's the constant thing we have to recognize. I think that's the I think a lot of that is our society with the movies and everything too, as well, in the sense of um, um, sorry, my dad just walked in. Everybody say hi to my dad. Hi, dad. hi, dad. Dad, say hi. Dad, say hi. Hi.
0: Um,
1: so anyway, yes. So yeah, the potential is really difficult. And I think that becomes very dangerous too as well, is when you become, when you start to um, get involved in the fantasy. I think the movies do that. I think that's a lot of social media. We hear about this all the time on Facebook. Oh, but they look so happy. Why can't I have that? You and I both know that what's behind a Facebook picture can be vastly different than what you're seeing, you know, for face value. So I think that as a society we have to remember to um, turn, as I like to say, take the rose-colored glasses off and be in reality
2: of the moment. Is <laughs> yeah. your dad watching you while you're doing this? Oh, he's he's, he's just hanging, hanging out.
1: out right now.
3: Say <laughs> <Hey>, hi, to <dad. laughs>
1: hey. Would you guys like to have some wisdom from a uh how old are your dad now? Sixty nine, who'll be seventy in February. So any any, any relationship
3: advice? Oh I can tell, oh look how cute these people are. <laughs> they look like they are in a perfect relationship. <laughs> Absolutely perfect. I would change a thing.
0: That's right.
3: I, I suggest y'all go take a drink of liquor and Kiss and make out for the rest of the day.
0: Yes, yes.
3: So kiss and make out, and
2: An enjoy life.
3: Where you end up that—that's your business.
2: <laughs> I love that. Very simple. Very simple. Kid, make out, and where you end up is your business. I love it. Our business.
3: That's right. <laughs>
1: Do so we have an important relationship uh, questions for my dad that he can possibly answer since he's, you know, lived a little bit longer than us?
2: Yeah, just ask him about red flag issues. Well, what yeah, are, I was
0: going to I, I I would want to know like how somebody might know whether a relationship is worth fighting for or not. If a relationship is in trouble, how might somebody decide whether or not they should fight for the relationship?
3: Uh Takes a short time. E- either you got to lay down the law or come to some conclusions. And if, don't, if it doesn't get on track within a week or two, you got to say bye bye.
0: So I love that. So you're saying <laughs> kind of put a time limit on it too. So yeah, a
3: week or two, but there's no sense of dragging it out because it's just going to mull along, maybe get worse. And, uh, you'll be, uh, you're young. She's young. You're pretty, she's pretty, uh by the time it gets uh, through you'll be ugly both are gonna be ugly like I am.
1: No, I love just, that my dad thinks that you guys are in a relationship. We are in a relationship.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's but it's the same whether you are in a you know, in a relationship with a love woman or two men or whatever, absolutely.
3: State the facts, the ground rule. You might be wrong, she might be wrong. State the ground rules, say so look, I'm going <laughs> to Try to cure my part. You got to try to cure your part. Let's if we can't come together. I think we like each other. We might hate each other or we might even love each other. But something's got to progress after that. I mean, life's too short.
0: Do you think that you it matters all, how both much?
3: Still, still going through the same rigmarole.
0: Do you think that it matters how long people have been together? Do you think that if you've been together a long time, then maybe. You should it. You should invest more time than a couple of weeks, or do you? You know, or is it kind of? I
3: give a lot of I give a lot of credence to something that's been on a long time. Because obviously, there's been some mending together, some coalition together, and all that together. So probably I'd give it a little bit longer than normal than you know, than a short term thing. Uh, probably one thing I would suggest is uh, get some counseling. Get a third party in there. Get a here, here.
0: Good answer.
3: <laughs> get a third party. You know, because she's got, she's got her opinion. You got your opinion. <laughs> get a, uh, get a neutral third party's opi- opinion.
0: That's right. And the person in see there, see
3: if she or her and I'd, uh, put you on, on the right road, or she or her might say, "Look, y'all, y'all too far out of here." Just. You find somebody else, or her find somebody else, or you know, stay neutral. But uh, yeah, the, right. the longer it goes, the longer it goes, the more involved, and there's more junk in there. That's what that's when ca- Castle needs to be done because if you've gone that long and and hadn't resolved a lot of issues, you're probably not going to talk it out. So, good somebody is a pro with that. Go see what are,
0: Candace. That's right, go see Candace. Go, ah, go see Candace McKenzie. Uh,
2: what, are, what are deal breakers for you, Candace's dad?
0: Deal breakers. Like the uh, I got to get out of here kind of issues. I think
3: what we got on our hands is a dead shock.
0: I can't have a friend like this, a date like this,
2: a relationship. Uh,
3: probably uh, cheating. Yep, OK. Cheating number one, uh, perpetual uh, lying, telling untruth. Say, well, I'm going to uh, the uh, uh, grocery store, end up at a bar somewhere. Uh, or I'm going to see a bunch of guys end up with a bunch of chicks. That's but, but the uh, probably the cheating part, though. So
0: right deception it sounds like you're talking about deception of of any kind whether it be actual sexual deception or just dishonesty like you're saying not not being truthful with your partner Uh,
3: yes right truthfulness deception truthfulness
0: well i i agree with that i think that relationships you really the best relationships benefit from openness and honesty but it is also one of the most difficult things for people to do because the more open and honest you become, the more vulnerable you are and the more susceptible you are to be hurt or disappointed or let down.
3: It's all for everything. Even if you get in two or three weeks, that's like, it's just laid along. Yeah. Look, I've, I've got an appointment with a the therapist a week from now. You show up, I show up. If you don't, if you don't show up, you're out of here. <laughs> yeah, Something
2: so you're about. you're talk, you're talking about uh, negotiating and, and-
3: take the time to your third party tell you what's right, wrong and different. And you gotta be prepared that some of this stuff might be you're wrong. Some of the stuff might be you're wrong.
0: I think that's probably what hangs up a lot of people about being honest is because if I'm honest with you about my problems with you, you might come right back and tell me what your problems are with me, and those are what I don't want to hear. I want you to hear what I think is wrong with you, but I don't want to hear what you think is wrong with me. It goes both ways. Yeah. So I'm not even going to bring it up.
3: (laughs) That's why these people are pros. That's why people like Candace are pros. They can leave that on the little little (laughs) markey.
2: Yes, I agree. And I think you have to have the willingness to seek guidance because a lot of people say, oh, I don't I don't need it. Either we work or we don't. But I like that you said bring in a third party, and that can be a priest, a rabbi, a counselor, a friend of the family, uh, an elder. It well, can and, be. and
0: and I was gonna say, Wendy, that's also a red flag issue, right, Candace? I mean, if somebody doesn't want to go to counseling or doesn't want to go to a neutral party, here! yeah, then that's a big red flag. <laughs> you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. I don't want to see you. Right. I mean, if somebody. Let's get out of here. <laughs> because I'll hear my that mom, from a lot my of dad people. in
1: the South, and he's just going to say it like it is. No, I'm just telling you
2: like
0: it is. Yeah, that's fine.
2: Yeah, but you know, I do know a lot of people who don't believe in seeking guidance. They do work it out, and not everybody has to believe in therapy or sharing their stuff. Sometimes couples. Do work it out and really it's basic you know but like you said
0: i mean it doesn't have to be going to therapy it could be going to your your faith leader or to your best friend or to whoever it is that might be a a a helpful neutral objective third party so it could be your parent if they are able to be that person somebody who actually has some wisdom and information It, it could be your best friend but, again, that's why people therapist come to see last, us is because resort. we aren't, you know, we're objective. We're, we don't have those same biases. The, the therapist is probably the last
3: resort. Surely
0: I think probably for a lot of men, too. I think for women it's usually um, higher up on the list. I don't know. That's a, That may be very, very uh, gender biased, but I, I, I do tend to think that women... Are 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 more likely to make themselves vulnerable or be the ones who are initiating uh, couples counseling. What do you think, Wendy? I I think age
2: is interesting. I think um, uh, culture is interesting. Um, You know, I think gender. I think it all matters. It really, you know, religious and spiritual beliefs.
3: I, I, you know, I. I They're like me. They're very strange animals tell us about it they're natural born liars
2: and they're strange animals (laughs) tell us about it why why do you think that is
3: i'm I'm because i'm a man and you think animals are natural born liars and they'd like to uh uh, you know they think it's funny manipulating somebody around that's not all men dad We are gonna say it's all men Pretty much all of them. Oh, I know sorry, no good, son of a bitches.
2: <laughs> I I love his honesty. That's awesome that that's how he feels. Get
3: rid of them. You don't need them. Bring on a girlfriend, anybody, a priest.
0: So what if there are lots of red flags and a lot of things that may be deal breakers, but you're overlooking because you're so charmed by someone um how how does one walk away from a situation you're like a that a moron that's a moron <laughs> oh a moron <laughs> get your Isn't head that a on clinical term? How
3: do, how do you
0: how do you break up with someone how do you I'm old enough yeah. that I've been through plenty of breakups. <laughs> I'm forty-six. Forty-six. Get rid of the son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm stupidly happily married. Wait, but how
2: you're does right. If you're giving advice to someone, Candace's dad, how do you break up with them? How do
1: you break up with somebody, Dad? Get 'em, get tell them, get the hell out of there. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Keep it simple.
0: Is there a benefit (laughs) to being like, okay, so let's say Wendy and I are in a relationship and I think she's a great person and has so much to offer, but I just don't feel that thing between us. Should I just tell her to get the hell out or is there a benefit to being kind about it or is that actually dangerous because then she might think that I'm leaving the door open for a relationship? What are what are your thoughts? So what was the question again? We, I'm sorry. So if a... I'm breaking up with someone yes. who is a nice person, there's there hasn't been some great tragedy or some great violation, right? So it's just like this isn't working out. Should I tell nice person. that person get the hell out or do i tell that person like look you're quite really nice and, and is is quite, is it good to be is, kind quite nice that
3: this is not uh not working out i appreciate you get the heck out of the house <laughs> Dad. and not <I> come back <laughs> i'm not interested in talking to you anymore you're not like that don't say yes, don't I be I that am. way <laughs> yes i
1: am what do you think wendy candace I think you can just be. I think you can just be honest. I think you can just say, "Listen, I think I don't think we're great. I think you're a wonderful person. It just happens. We're just not the best cool. match. And you know, I wish you well. And
3: you know, this just... this is not Miss Mother's. What Tell him get the hell. It's not Miss Mother's. <laughs> Look, I'm tired. Of you. Please get the heck out of here.
1: No. I think you can be nice, dad. I think if you're, it's a nice, it's different if they're they're mean. (laughs) I think you can just tell the person, be honest. And I think it's best to be, especially if they're nice. I really feel like indirect communication is really not cool. I think it's just important just to go, hey, we're not the best match. I think you're a wonderful person. You know, it's nothing personal. It just happens. Sometimes people, too, don't match. Just tell
3: them they're a prick and get the hell out of there.
0: (laughs) 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 (sighs) What do you think, Wendy? Um, I
2: I think that people can break up many different ways. What I'm hearing from Candace's dad is really to keep it simple. And, uh, you know, sometimes you just keep it simple and move forward. And then I think, you know, there are other ways to do it. It, dep- it just depends the circumstances. What do you want uh, this log hanging around for? Dad, we think it's a
1: nice person. It's a really,
2: it's like really
0: a nice dog a <laughs> Like a mosquito. Like a mosquito. Younger people today are. Breaking up via text or email, you know. What are your thoughts? Is that ever a good way to break up with someone? I, I'm, you guys are shaking your heads. No, I'm, I'm letting you guys oh. know on the on, on the radio here on the podcast. Oh, no, I don't think it's good to break
2: up
3: uh, via technology, but it happens.
0: Ah, uh, thanks.
3: What? What? Pick up the phone and tell what a sorry bastard they are. Get out of there. <laughs> This is turning into the Howard Stern
1: show. (laughs) I think, I think texting is, I mean, it just depends if they were, I mean, obviously they're just, if they don't deserve, I mean, it just depends on what the action was, but if they were a nice person, pick up a phone, go see them face to face. You know, if they were, if they were really uh, crude, no, you know what I'm saying? They don't, I don't feel like, but I just feel like to each his own. I always feel like, you know, what, what, what would your higher... I always go to, what would your higher self do? What would your higher source do? Um, if you send me
3: a text, I wouldn't know what to you, mean, God. I wouldn't know how use a text.
1: Yeah, but we're talking about people that know how to use a
3: text. I don't care. Most of our people don't know how to use it. <laughs> So don't send me one.
0: But no! I, I, think, I think that's an important point you're making, Candace. It's kind of the golden rule, right? Do unto others. And what would you want if you were in that person's shoes and to... If you're going to yeah. break up with someone, maybe summon up as much empathy and, like you said, your better self, your higher self, to step in right. in that moment. At least until you realize, like, there's no other way than to kind of resort to your father's approach and say, okay, you're obviously not getting it. You're a moron. Yeah. <laughs> Take yeah. your stuff and get out. <laughs> what off about a peer, What yeah. you
3: <laughs> need to do is read my book, Chapter 5. It tells you all about this stuff. What does Chapter Five say? Tells you all about how to break up, about all these sorry pricks and everything else, how to get rid of. Them. There you chapter go. Chapter Five, my new book coming out. Chapter Five. <laughs> you- Tell them to let take a long walk off a short pier. <laughs> yes. Here's what you need to do: take a long walk off a short pier. <laughs>
0: So, do you guys think that some people don't break up with people because they just don't want to be the bad guy? Yes, they. It brings breaking up brings a lot of uh, brings up a lot of anxiety for people. They
1: don't want to do it. They. It's hard for them to hold letting a person down. Some people tell me they don't want to date because they don't want to let a person down. It's difficult to go out and then a person becomes attached and they feel really guilty breaking up with a person. And so, I mean, I kind of can relate with that. It's really, it's some, some people don't take it nicely. I have to be honest with you. I've had some situations where, you know, I was dating and then I was, I felt like I was being very gentle and forthright and that person did not take it very well. And it was like, ow, that was really, um, that didn't feel so good. But the same thing too, I have to recognize I kept my side of the street clean. You know, as we like to say, like I, did my higher self, that's their stuff, you know. Um, yeah. But, I, yeah, I think it's important. I just think the golden rule is important. I think karma is important. If you don't like somebody to treat you that way, then just doesn't matter if they're evil or not. I think there's just certain ways to handle things.
3: Get rid of that son of a bitch. If you have to, take a bomb, put it in his car. Dad,
0: stop, Dad. Stop. Okay, we do not suggest that here on the <laughs> relationship chat. Yes, we'll be editing that one out. Yeah. But I, I think that that is, that's definitely something I say to clients or that I tell clients is when you look back on this a year from now, how do you want to remember how you behaved? Yeah. Whether you are breaking up with someone or being broken up with, because... I've always been very thoughtful and believe me, I have when I've been broken up with, there have been some times when I went cray cray, when I was like so heartbroken and I just did not, my (laughs) best self did not prevail, especially when I was younger and had less of a hold on that beast. Uh, And I wish I could put the genie back in the bottle, but things were said or done that you go, oh God, in retrospect, you think, I can't believe I did that, I'm so embarrassed. So I always if you, think about if that.
3: Got any dogs or cats, take your pistol and shoot both of them. No! No! I do
0: not. I do not, I do oh, not right. condone that.
1: No, but I, I like what you said, Jenny. I just want to give you a little shout-out on that, too, as well. I think you have to, like, I certainly have had moments when, oops, you know, I, I went there, and we've we discussed that in the sense of, like, I woke up the next day and I was like, oh, that wasn't my higher self. And yeah, looking back, I'm like, gosh, I didn't really handle that very well. You know, that person, you know, they weren't the most delightful person to date, but they didn't deserve that as a human being, human to human. And, you know, just looking at my actions. And we talk about that too, like looking like lifespan review, you know what I'm saying? Like we, we I'm at that age and stage where it's like, I'm would like to start working on the afterlife a little bit and just my higher self.
2: So But I kind of disagree with both of you because for me, I always feel like at the moment, no matter how messy, I mean, obviously there's, you know, safety issues, but no matter how messy in that moment, authentically, it was what came up. You know, instead of a tidy little box, I always say life is not like a Tiffany box, beautiful and tidy. It's more like a crumpled up Target bag. There's good stuff in it, but it's not perfect. It's not pristine. And I would personally, for my past experiences, I would never, ever want to do anything differently. I think authentically, I was heated at that moment and I responded and reacted. You know, there's stimulus response. And so whatever was coming up from me, The fire in me or the dragon or however you want to say it felt like at that moment, you know, it it needed to unfold that way. So I and and, you know, the maturity and growing and the beautiful part of getting older is we can reflect. But for me, I would never, ever change any way that, you know, breakups or identifying red flags or, you know, any kind of stuff
0: i like i I agree with you to a degree like i you know personally i'm I'm not saying that I want to go back and and change all of those actions, even the ones that make me cringe in in shame embarrassment uh because they led me to where I am now, but one of the things that I have worked on in my life is making adjustments so there's the feeling that I might have to write somebody a scathing, horrible letter who has just broken my heart. But as I got older, you start to think, what is what is it that I want? Do I want to reconcile with this person? Do I want to save this relationship? Because if I send this letter, which I have done before... I'm actually sealing the coffin on the relationship. I'm not actually opening the door for more intimacy because it's, it's my emotional self. It's not my higher self. It's not even, it's not my full self. It may be my authentic self in that moment. Um, but I can't be surprised then if they're like, you know, she was a crazy bitch. I got, she said, you should have heard the horrible thing she said to me. Who would ever go back? Or why would she ever want me back? And maybe on some level, the act of doing that on my part was an indication that I knew it wasn't right, that I knew I needed to get out, uh, in retrospect, but I feel like I could have handled it better and I would have had a better feeling of myself because in the end, whether I'm in that relationship or not, I have to be with myself and I want to give the other person the least amount of reasons to think they're justified in the choice that they made. They can be completely justified because it doesn't resonate with them, but like justified in dumping me because I'm a crazy bitch, or I can't control myself, or I think all these horrible things about them, which I may not fully think, but which are easy because if you know somebody, if you're in a relationship, you know those points to hit. I'm really good at knowing what those soft spots are.
2: Yes, and love fucks you up. And love makes you crazy. There's no Huh. It does.
1: You're absolutely right, it does.
2: Yeah. You have to go in the crazy zone at some times where you feel irrational and the dragon and the fire You know you can only work on this part of yourself by being in relationship with another person that's why why do you think so many people are cool with staying single because you know you can date and you can stay in the honeymoon phase or stay on what I call the oxytocin cloud you know and and just kind of have a casual thing and no serious intimacy or vulnerability but when someone taps that fiery dragon in cray crayville <laughs> uh you know you can only really work that and heal that when you're in a you know meaningful long-term relationship i think i, I don't want anyone to think that a loving relationship is just easy breezy oh, God, no. no life is you know choppy waters it's how you manage that ship yeah You know, I I always say life is like the Titanic. There's part one, which is the idealized, beautiful part of the movie. And then part two, the hellish, you know, traumatic, dangerous, horrific parts. But people forget part three, which is that there is the rescuing and there is part three of the recovery and the healing and the beautiful finding of that jewel at the bottom of the ocean.
0: And Dr. Wendy Musa. Yeah, that's
1: Woo, girl, mm. cha-ching, cash
0: cow, bam. Okay, but I'm saying too, like you're steering the ship and you're headed towards that iceberg and you don't want to hit it, but you're like, fuck it, full steam ahead, you know? Like that's that's the moment in which, as I got older, I decided I wanted to minimize, and so it's it's what I call rear view regret. So like minimizing that so that you're not looking back and going, oh, my God. And I'm not talking about looking back and thinking, I left things unsaid. Or I think definitely if you have something to say, it's important to say it if you can. Um, I don't know. These, What do you think, Candice? Um, I mean, I, I just think that...
1: Um... I think that you can go back and you can say those important things. I think we always can go back in our mind. I think we hear this over and over again with our couples. You go back and you think about, you kind of replay it over and over again. Like, I could have said this, I could have said that. And I think that there just has to be a certain point where you um, you just try to do your best. If you have something left unsaid, there's nothing wrong with saying that. But I think that, um, yeah, I just, I don't think there's any perfect breakup. There just isn't. There's there's no perfect breakup. It's, I mean, we all can attest to that, right? It's just, it's hard. Break, that's what that song says, breakups are hard to do. Because I think we all want to play it out, that it's going to be perfect. And it's like an orchestra, like from start to finish, it's going to just go perfectly. And it just never does, right? But
2: I really <laughs> love your dad's perspective, truly. Like from a man in his sixty from the South, like just get it done.
0: <laughs> I love It's like straight and to the point. There's a great song yeah, by the Dixie it. Chip. Uh, Dixie Chicks called Letter Rip. And it's like, you know, come on, baby, say it. You know, do you think I'm going to die?
2: Letter Rip. Let it fly.
0: Come on, baby, say it. Do you think I'm going
2: to cry it about the ball? And I ain't going to die.
1: You know, just How- say it. How have How- you been married to mom, though? How long have you guys been married? All these chicks. No, how long have you been married? I
3: ask how old are these chicks? It's
1: not nice to ask a lady how old she is, Dad. I say, How young are you? All these
3: married chicks?
1: Yes, they're both married, Dad. Well, I didn't know
3: if they wanted a boyfriend or not.
1: No, they don't want a boyfriend, Dad. <laughs> how
3: we, do you know?
1: Because I know for sure that they're very happily married. i met well, their husbands. What about
3: rich? a rich boyfriend?
1: <laughs> Dad wants to know if you guys want a rich boyfriend. How rich?
0: No, <laughs> that's, Jenny.
3: Me, that's great I mean, real rich real rich Jenny.
0: let me ask my husband <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a good one if if he's open to it yeah okay
3: i'm just looking for a, about a three-week rendezvous when i go see candace oh god
0: <laughs> what,
3: Dad? How, what, what's i'm too old to hurt you
1: how, Dad? Uh, how long have you been married to Mom?
3: I'll take both of them. If I can. I oh, don't
1: know. Okay, we're ending the conversation now.
0: Do you guys think there are societal messages or rules around breaking up that make it easier or or harder for people? Is is it harder for men or women to be broken up with? I mean, I know we keep saying it's specific to the situation, but generally, do I think it's hard, harder for
1: men or women? To, Yeah, I don't. You know, I think it's the same. To be quite honest with you, I think you know. Again, men process things differently than than women do. So, um, I think we were just sort of talking about that. So, um, I think it's the same. I work with men, and they come in, and they're devastated. From the, I mean, they are just devastated. You know, they
2: they they obsess just like we do. Devastated about the red flag issues that they see. What do you? What do? the breakup. We're talking about the breakup. breakup. Okay. Jenny,
1: right, you asked about breakups, right? And, like, yeah, like, the diff- if there are differences between men and women. And I just, I don't know. I, 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 I see it across the board. Men and women, they're the same. You know, it but, depends on how much they were in love with the relationship or if they were confused
2: or, yeah, the obsession. But, but what about red flag issues that men come in and they start dating someone and saying, Oh, I'm so bummed. I just met this girl and this red flag issue started.
3: I'm going to wrap y'all up in $100 bills.
2: Stop. Okay, we're walking away. We're walking now. We're walking. We're walking. <laughs> we're walking. Away, <laughs> walking, um, you know, red flag issues that that the men say. I met this great woman, and uh, it, this just happened the other day. I had a client, young man, uh, lovely dating, really serious about finding someone, and you know, he goes to nightclubs, he goes on blind dates, he's on Tinder, all the other things, in his twenties, and every young woman he meets, or girl, I should say, uh, is. Beautiful, uh, but really dingy, and he is dingy. Not oh, not dingy. not smart. Oh, okay, and so so and and to top it, uh, they do a lot of cocaine. Cocaine is uh, yeah. Red flag. Red flag. So <laughs> whenever he's you know at clubs and bars or you know dating, uh, so you know he. So we're working with him on where to find quality women who, you know, have more of an interest, you know, maybe the museum, maybe libraries, maybe lectures. If you're looking for someone deep, not saying there can't be deep people at the nightclub, but, you know, then you see, you know, cocaine and a lot of alcohol and then she's dingy. um, You're just going to stay in resentment and frustration as though you feel powerless instead of Really brainstorming some goals and expectations, and then a good game plan for what you truly want.
0: Yeah. Well said. Yeah, I think that point is excellent. If if you are dating a string of people who, where there's an area that you're completely disappointed in, then maybe you need to change it up. Right. You're you're not. It's there's a difference about. Who you're meeting? If you're meeting them in a nightclub, or there could be a difference. Let me be clear about that. If, if you meet somebody in a nightclub rather than meeting them at a Mensa meeting, so you know it's harder to gauge how intelligent someone is or how compatible you are with someone on a on an intellectual level or an emotional level when you're meeting them over a drink with you know electronica deep house pounding and you're both vibrating and sweating and, you know, neon lights totally messing up your peripheral vision, you're not going to have a good idea about who that person really is and what they really know and and how you're going to communicate with them until you are in a quieter place. I'm not saying it's... You're not going to meet Mensa members in a nightclub, but if that's what's important to you, like you're saying, Wendy, I mean, you got to go elsewhere. You know you can meet people, but go where go where the people you wanna meet are well and and you
2: know words say one thing, right? But if you have some intimacy issues or trauma or trust issues or you know the messages that you get from your parents, whatever it is, that feels like a safe environment until you start to grow and learn a little bit more about yourself uh surround yourself with wonderful things that build your confidence whether it's someone who wants to lose weight or someone who wants to get sober or someone who wants to work on trauma uh you know and then um you know just really uh um you know just find find what you're looking for walk your talk when you feel better about your life then you're going to make better choices
0: well, I always say that too. If you build it, they will come. Build a life that you love, that somebody else will say, "Hey, I want to be a part of that." And and obviously, that's a red flag too. If somebody comes in, this, we talked about this some on the sociopath episode. Like if somebody comes in and they have no friends, no life, nothing else going on, that can be a red flag. Like, hey, I want to be part of your life. That could be really something you want to, yeah. yeah, you want to watch out yeah. for. Red flag. That manicky kind
2: of, oh my God, putting you on a pedestal, this is movie love. I want to take you away. Um, you know, there, there there's uh it it depends what you are looking for. And a lot of people go into dating and this is another show we can do um but they go into dating kind of blind without a game plan i'm also a sports psychologist so i work with a lot of nfl and nba players and you would be surprised they have a game plan on the field uh or on the court but in life no game plan there's no no game plan no goals no expectations for family for money for relationships So, you know, often I will work with women in sports or athlete relationships, and the women are very in denial. And this is another show we could do, you know, just on sports, you know, athletes and stuff or celebrities uh, or certain lifestyles. But, you know, that say, oh, I can't, you know, they're in denial. I can't believe my husband's at the club every night and women come up to them. And, you know, he's he's. uh, such a player and so flirty, you know, and then I kind of have to go back and hold them accountable. This is a lifestyle. You signed up for this, you know, if you wanted a, you know, a surgeon or a librarian or a lawyer, you know, do yeah. you need to know your audience too? You know, we had a dating show in, in a while back. It was great, but I think we need to follow up to this red flag stuff. Cause I think it all ties together.
0: So getting back to that and getting back to the breaking up part of it, what if what if you have that feeling that somebody else is about to dump you, but you're really into them or you love them, how do you extricate yourself from that situation? Do you? Do you just wait?
1: I think I always, I, I don't know, I always suggest if you have, just like Wendy says, if you have a gut feeling or something's going on, bring it up. Because you know, just clear. You know, I I think it's always best to um, bring it up. I mean, I think that um, it's important to clear the air and not make assumptions. You know, it could. You know, we're not mind readers. Do you know what I'm saying? But but there could be something going on. This person's afraid to say about too. And if you bring it up and they don't want to talk about it, but you still have that feeling, then you have to have a choice of is it worth it for me to stay in or is it worth it for me to walk out because I, I feel like something's up and I can't, I keep addressing it and I'm still not getting my needs met and if that makes sense, right? If I'm still, because usually, usually if you have a gut feeling, it, usually it's pretty spot on. I mean, we all hear this over and over again. I knew something was going on. I had a gut feeling. I didn't say anything. I didn't act on it. You know, like I wish I did, you know, so the years rolled by kind of thing. So,
0: What is it that keeps people from doing that?
1: fear, I think fear, I think rocking the boat. It's a difficult conversation to have, especially if the other partner doesn't want to have it or or the worst thing is being invalidated for having those feelings like I've just I sense something's up, and the person's like, "Oh no, you're crazy, you're overreacting. I think that is a huge trigger for a lot of people too as well. So, and it's, again, like Wendy says, the sandwich technique, which I love, it's, it's important not what you're saying. You know, I I don't, I don't, I don't think it's good at all to come at a partner like, I know you're doing this and blah, blah, blah. I think it's a way to, uh, to frame it in the sense of like, hey, I may be off base. I'm just recognizing something's coming up for me and let me just, can we talk about it? When's a good time to talk about it? Like, you know, like, I, something like, I, I don't know, I haven't heard from you in a while. Our communication isn't as strong as it used to be. Um, right? I just feel like there's indirect communication. Um, can we talk about it? And, and if they're willing to talk about it, I feel like that's a good sign. If they're not willing to talk about it, that's usually not a good sign,
0: I feel like.
1: It's usually, you know, it's either something it's triggering for
0: them. So that's a red flag issue would be as well, somebody avoiding sitting down and having a conversation about the relationship, no matter what it is, because they don't know what you're going to be saying. You've got a feeling about, you may be going to say, I've got a feeling that this has got long-term potential, or I've got a feeling that this isn't going to last. And so... It could go either. Could go either way. I suppose, right? Yeah, and
1: some people. And I think also too. I mean, I understand that It might be too soon a relationship. A person's not ready to have that discussion about it. You know, taking it, taking a serious turn. I. I still think it's okay to address. I'm. You know, I'm just recognizing something's going on and to have that discussion. Does that make sense? Like I'm not asking, you know, you don't have to say I love you don't have to tell me that you love me now. We don't have to make a decision about commitment, but it just seems like something's off. Like we hear I hear this over and over again, like you had a good date and the person keeps texting, but they don't make a second date, right? Like that to me is a little bizarre, right? Like I'm like, well, I mean I've enjoyed our first date and I enjoy you texting and calling, but we never I mean, like, I, I just feel like something's up because we'd never make time but then, important to me to
2: see the person that I'm going to be. And how often does that happen where you have a wonderful first date and then you never hear from the person again?
1: Oh, it happens all the time to everybody that I know. Yeah, and,
2: that's that's. And that's it's so good. hard, so hard to not personalize yeah. that. And 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 at some point you've got to let it go because a lot of times it's not your you know, it's not about you.
0: So nothing to do with you. Yeah. So let's. Tap into something that actually Candace's dad brought up, um, ultimatums. And
3: now with the following collection of the Swizzy Sound.
0: Like, is there a time for somebody to make an ultimatum in a relationship? Is it ever a good thing? What are your thoughts on ultimatums?
1: I believe in I believe in boundaries, not ultimatums. I think that's a difference because a boundary is you taking care of yourself and you putting out to the universe and your other person, a relationship, that these are my boundaries. I think an ultimatum is never good because you're always trying to change somebody, right? I, I think there's something just that, just that fluctuation of words, boundary, it seems much more healthier to me. Ultimatum is like forcing something, changing something, um, it's not supportive. It's not validating. Um, I think, I mean, I, I just feel like saying boundaries is, is a much healthier way to go.
0: So somebody in that position to sort of the shit or get off the pot, like, uh, you're, you're, you're talking <laughs> yeah. about it to present it more in a boundary issue way and to look at it through that lens versus it's, yes. it's my way or the highway. It's what I want yeah. or it's over
1: for example, we hear over and over again, like I, you know, a typical ultimatum would be, I want to get married. And so we've been together this long, we've had this discussion, you know, it's that shit or get off the pot. Like, you know, I, you know, my ultimatum is either we get married or I'm going to move on and find somebody else to get married. And so I think The better way, because I think nothing turns people off more than ultimatums. And so I think a better way to propose it is that, listen, like, you know, my personal uh, boundary, my, uh, my value is in getting married. And I've always want, that's my dream. That's my goal. I would love that for, I'd love that for us to to happen to both of us. And so that would be my boundary to you is that I love you, but at the same time too, I have this boundary for myself. And so I'm going to present that to you. And if you know you feel that that is not the right fit for you, then I, I wish you well, but I need to move on because that's my value. That's my personal, right? That's a, my personal goal. That's I've just come to that place that I can't be flexible on that, if that makes sense.
0: What about you, Wendy? What do you think about ultimatums? And it, it does make sense, Candace. it does.
2: Uh, I love what you said about boundaries versus ultimatums. Although we know that so many people put an ultimatum. And then we know that a lot of times they don't follow through with it. Like, and then they change the ultimatum. I want you to propose to me by February 14th, Valentine's Day. And then he doesn't. And then she goes, okay, now I'm serious. Okay, you can do it by my birthday. You know, and, and they stretch it out. You know, it, Is it's that a, a red flag. <laughs> I mean, it can be or it can be that someone is really nervous and when you go through counseling or, again, you know, seek guidance, uh, community resources, whatever it is that that looks like for you, there are many things that can be worked through. It's not black or white. Uh, No, it's not the best situation to, you know, have an ultimatum. But I also think that you have to pay attention to why someone's not responding or flowing the way that you are. doesn't mean you have to be enmeshed and on the same, you know, timeline, but you need to kind of explore the hesitance and the resistance, and then you have to negotiate. Is it workable, or, or are you really not hearing something, just like, you know, in the very early stages of dating, Uh, usually when I have people 20 years married with three kids and now they're ready to get a divorce, I'll say, go back to your dating. And they say, yes, all the red flags are there. And I proceeded to just marry this man. And usually I'll say, or woman, and I'll say, has your partner changed at all? Uh, From the moment you married them to, you know, three babies and 20 years later. And, you know, 75% of the time they'll say no. Uh, often it'll be the men, this is just my experience, that have not changed. And the women have changed. And a lot of times we know from children and perimenopause, menopause, hormonal changes, postpartum. There's so many other factors that go into it. Uh, men often don't change the lifestyle too much because they work then they stop to celebrate, you know, babies or marriage or whatever it is, and then kind of go right back into whatever they do. Um, but
0: so you know, you're also saying, so life isn't requiring them to change in it in as drastic ways necessarily.
2: Just to, just to pay attention and, you know, yes, it's important to look at the past, so that we don't continue to make the same, you know, choices, especially when people are getting married at a later time, but they're also getting divorced much later in life. I've never had so many 50s and 60 year olds getting divorced now. And then they're ready to go back in the dating force only force, dating force. I don't mean to say that. <laughs> the, what the, it the, is the, it's like the workforce,
0: the dating yeah. force. Why yeah, not?
2: like if you're serious about meeting someone, sometimes it is that aggressive where you have to, again, come up with the game plan and, or not have fun. And if a lover is a lover, put them in the lover category. But if you're seriously looking for someone, it is kind of, you know, boot camp it, it is as far as what you're looking for. Uh, often women will also say, oh, in the dating when they're in the dating the world. Um, oh, you know, he got so sexual on our first conversation and I just went with it. Okay, and then you can't be surprised. Listen, yeah. men, you know, want to celebrate beauty and life and they're sexual and whatever. Women have more power than they know. So it's very okay once a man gets, you know, if if they have that sexual tone, you can stop it and see if you can go on the dating path. And and, and if they can't, you know, so many women go, oh, they got sexual, he's off the when, you know, it's just bad behavior they've learned from five other hoochie mamas, and now he's ready for a relationship and trying the same thing, but women say, oops, I slept with him, but I really want a real serious relationship. Just because a man gets sexual doesn't mean you have to go on the sexual, you know, sexy path, unless you want to, <laughs> but then no, that's a lover, you know, and, yes. and not a partner. So you have
3: choices.
0: So you're limiting your long, you may be limiting your long-term potential
2: yeah you know it's again what you're looking for and if you don't know that's okay and get out there and just feel what you you know what feels comfortable and and then again a red flag issue on the most basic biological, Level is when you have a gut feeling and this ain't right. And then you have to go talk to a friend and go, Am I crazy? Or, this, You know, uh, I had a dear friend who went on a, a blind date, so excited. They connected. They had great chemistry on the phone. They met at a bar. Uh, he says, I'll be right back. And she's sipping on her martini. And he goes to the bathroom, and he takes a dick pic, a, pe- a picture of his penis.
3: Red flag.
2: And then he Red flags to her. And she's sitting there, and she gets a text. So while she's waiting for him, she's excited about this nice, new person. She gets a text and she looks at it and she's like, "Uh, I have no idea what this is about. And he comes back to the bar stool and he says, did you get it? And she said, what? And he said, I just sent you a picture. I got to tell you, you know, she stood up and she said, thank you so much. I'm done with the date. And she left. She set the boundary and she left other girls might think that's he he funny and that's happened too where the girls go oh it's nothing or the guy will show a penis picture to her and her friends and she will say oh it's nothing right bypassing the red flag issues okay if you want to love her and you think that's fine and you're that kind of person have fun go on the fun path but if you're looking for a serious relationship a man showing a dick pic to you or to anyone—I'm not sure that that would be someone who's looking for a serious relationship at that time. Red Call flag, crazy. Yeah, right. that sounded like you said Affleck.
0: Yeah, Affleck. Red flag. Red flag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out Red to flag. Gilbert. Can you, you all have relate?
2: relate? Haven't you heard of clients with the dick pic thing? Or
0: oh, all the time. Oh, all the time.
1: Yeah, that's a, it's such a norm too. It's very popular. I, I feel like it's. It's, it's. I don't trending.
2: know. It's
1: yeah. trending. It's trending. It's It's disgusting and gross, and I I don't get it. I think it's gross. How do you really <laughs> feel, Candice? Like,
0: look, you know, it's like- weird
1: and gross. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm a therapist. I cannot be supportive of it. I'm sorry. I'm just like that's it's effed up. I just don't get it. I, I think it's uh, I mean, to each his own. I mean, like I don't know. I just feel like,
0: to, I mean, it's I don't know. It's just. It's weird and shocking, I think, to most people. It's, but it's like, so we could do a whole episode on the dick pic. But yes. I do want to get back to the breakup thing. Because, so, so let's say you're breaking, or let's say it's, it, it's, you're breaking up with someone. They've sent one too many dick pics. Um, like, how much should you tell the person about why you're breaking up with them? Are there things you shouldn't tell them or you should tell them? I, I don't think it's, I mean,
1: I, that's a, that's a really good one. I think it all depends. I think that sometimes there's, it's just not necessary. You can just say you're just not a, a good match with a person. Um, and then, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I think sometimes it just depends. sometimes I think it can be helpful for that person to know maybe next time around. Sure. Um, but I think you, you, I think you just have to, again, what would your higher self do What would your higher source tell you to do? What's the golden rule? Even if you're not religious or spiritual, like what would you like for yourself? Just always go back to that before you say something to somebody.
0: Well, I also get a lot of clients and I'm sure you both do as well, that they just wanna know why, 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 why. So from the other end of it, you know, how much should you indulge that? I'm sorry, Wendy, you were gonna say something.
2: I'm always going to say something.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Wendy. (laughs) Uh,
2: So, yeah, I mean, you know, some people care and some don't. Some people, I mean, listen, if you have to sit down for three hours and talk about why we don't work, it's a lot of time energy go work out go exercise go see your girlfriends or get back on a dating app and start dating again because honestly if two or how often do people come together over and over and over again to talk about why they're going to break up like maybe you don't want to break up you know but you know uh i say keep it simple and direct and it depends you know it depends i mean there's (laughs) <laughs> it depends what stage. You know, if you've had a couple of dates, you know, you know my sandwich technique, the handy dandy Wendy sandwich technique. We've had a good time, Mark. Uh, but, you know, uh your breath is a little funky and your grooming scares me. You look like a murderer. So, I wish you luck in the dating world. Yeah. You know? Uh not really, but you know, or, you know, um listen. If someone wants to break up and the other person doesn't know you're on the path, that's that's a problem right there.
0: How so? How is that a bigger red flag? Well, because
2: I think it's misattunement of a relationship. Typically, if two people are in a relationship and you're on the same path, whether it's positive or negative, uh, you, you, you either know you are flowing. Or you know you're not flowing and you're able to talk about it, but if one person feels like I'm in the best relationship up, you know ever in my whole life, and the other person is doom and gloom and you know uh, has you know is really really checked out, and you don't identify that, that's a red flag. It's a red flag if if you know so often for instance I'll have people in long-term relationships and one person will be cheating and the other won't. But they'll be doing it with really blatant you know uh, messages and hints all over the place. Like for instance, she has three new guy friends. And she goes out to breakfast and lunch and she works out with them usually it's a trainer and i don't know why usually it's like the beefy honky personal trainer i you know and then they go to iced tea after and then they have a salad and before you know it they're talking and then they take a walk on the beach and the woman tells the husband you know oh you know i i have this nice new trainer and yeah then we got some lunch and the husband's like oh great great wonderful great you're not curious that a hunky trainer is hanging out with your chick like that could be a problem. Some some people it doesn't mean they're stooping, uh, but uh, I don't know why I say stooping instead of just like having sex, making love, uh, you know. But
0: uh, a
1: good bird. I like stooping.
2: Stooping. <laughs> is it sh-
0: stoop? Stopping. Stooping. Stooping. Whatever. It depends. You you've got a different accent. When you're hitting it. You're hitting it and you're quitting it. When you're hitting it. So anyway. how should somebody respond when somebody's sitting across from them saying, you deserve better or it's not you, it's me? Thank you for your honesty. I appreciate it. And, you know,
2: Thanks. Okay, and that's great in a perfect world, but I'd be like, oh, hell no, no, no way, bitch, no. We are dealing with this. You think you're too good? Uh, no, and I'm going to be coming back at you with a little bit of some, you know, some something, because I, I can't help but to say, you can have your feelings, but now here's my feelings, and let's get into why, you know, you are not for me you are not my cup of tea you know you you think you're so great uh let me tell you a little bit about what, <laughs> what i think uh-uh no i can't just i i'm i cannot just thank you it
1: sounds like you and my dad are like right on this are aligned attuned. what do you say off off of a short pier
2: <laughs> no, but he, he also said bulldoggy what do you say
0: Oh, yeah, actually calling right now. <laughs> so so then how do you like separate from an ex? What if your lives are very intertwined? Or should you abs like when you break up with someone? Should you just unfriend them right away? Should you delete their oh. accounts? How connected should one stay? technology
2: is the most important thing ever because some go right into stalker mode i'll break up with you but i'm gonna fucking stalk you all over the internet and then i'm gonna what i call seizure disorder which is just get triggered 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 and that continues to put you in a state of like mania or you know or an amped angry feeling and i've got other people who set firm technology boundaries and get right off the internet and let it go. You know, I'm not saying you have to end up in a mean way in a in a perfect world to be great. You say your thing. I say my thing. We're done. Baruch and shalom.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Candace? Do you have any thoughts on that? What's the etiquette?
1: Uh, the etiquette is, um, I don't think it's, a, I, I really dislike when people put splash it on in Facebook. I just feel like, you know, I, I don't think there's a reason to do that. I think if you want to defriend somebody or block a person, not a problem. I think you got to take care of yourself. Um, but I don't know when people do these little Twitter battles and Facebook stuff. I feel like it's very childish. And again, it's just—it's not your higher self. It's just not being—it's um, just not being your higher self.
0: So, what about breakup sex? Is it ever a good thing? Good
1: idea? Bad oh, idea? They say that's the best sex ever, isn't it? Isn't breakup sex the best ever?
2: So my one of my last YouTube videos was about oh actually it's on right now currently it's sex with your ex on my YouTube channel, and you know uh, you know in theory you would think okay it's great and yes people are heated because it's forbidden right but at the same time what we know biologically physiologically is that oxytocin again is flowing and it really confuses things in the brain and then you have that love hormone. So then it you're back and, and, um, you know, it happens for both men and women and it can be really destructive and your ex is your ex for a reason.
1: Yeah. I think it's dangerous too. I think that, um, again, I think the attachment, the oxytocin, I think that, um, I don't know. I don't think it's really the best closure if you will, but, um, Yeah, I just don't, I think it's very, it can be very unhealthy. And I think it's also depends. You can put yourself in dangerous way, depending on how the relationship ended, how the other person is reactive or not reactive. I just feel like, I don't know. I just think it's best, let let
0: bygones be bygones. Moving on. As we're wrapping up, um, what have you seen with clients or in your own experience? as the best ways for people to kind of move past breakups or heartbreak? Are there better ways than others? Obviously, maybe you're not jumping back into bed with your ex, but...
1: Yeah, I think you. I think it's like, I think you have to go through the stages of grief, you know, the stages of grieving that, you know, there's anger, there's denial, depression. Um, I think that you have to be aware of that and um, allow, I think think it's important to allow a space of healing before you jump into another relationship again. I think it's the most dangerous thing to do is to do a rebound. I don't think there's anything wrong with you getting attention from somebody else and maybe going on a date, but I think it's really important to have that space to heal because, um, I think you're just, like you said, you're bringing the ghost of the other person into the relationship and you're not being authentic and truly trying to connect and, um, have a connection with the current person. Instead, you're going in to get back at the other person, if that makes sense, or, or
0: I don't prove know. something I to yourself,
2: just have
1: to. Yeah. And I think that people have to recognize people say this over and over again. Like I hear people go, Oh, just get over it, it was six months ago. I, I think that's a cruel way. I think just as a death again, death of a dream, death of a person, allow yourself to have that time and space to to heal. And when you're ready, get out there again and, and try it. If you're not ready, then take that time. And you know, it, it, I think it just, I think breakups take time and people just aren't, are, aren't, um, they're not very supportive of that. And nowadays they just feel like, Oh, you should just get over it and just move on. You know, it's been now three, six months, just get over it, move on. I'm like, Oh, I don't know. I feel like you're just pushing things underneath the rug and then you're causing problems to, to pop up later in the relationship and in your own self.
2: At one point, I did not take that time to chill out and explore and go to therapy, and I just jumped right back into the dating world after a really hardcore, you know, heartbreaking, sickening breakup, crying, and I was, you know, just dating right back in the dating world. And my first date back was a lovely man. We met at a restaurant. We got along on the phone just to, he was he was just charming and kind and successful. And, you know, I was just, uh, uh, just in the happy, happy place of, yes, this is just denial at its best. And I walked into the restaurant and, you know, he stood up and he... Ha, he had a box of candy for me. What girl doesn't like a chocolate? of chocolate? You know? <laughs> and so we sat down and uh, I looked into his eyes and I, and uh, so he was lovely. He was a very nice man, but he had a very heavy toupee that had blue dripping down oh! his forehead and his bronzer was melting and so wait a minute.
0: So you were on a date with Donald Trump? It was <laughs> and, and, Jenny, <laughs> right on. Sorry. And
2: he, and he was gay. And he was gay. And and he shared that with me. He said, you know, I'm also uh, you know, I I, I like the man, girl. So so uh this was a beautiful red message. Flag. Well, a little bit of a red flag, glaring, red lights, stop. Um, or a deal you know, breaker, uh, I guess. Uh, you know, and uh, he, he, it was like I was watching him and I always say to myself in certain times in life, what, what's the lesson? What do I need to learn here? What, What is God or the universe, my higher power, Buddha? What is it? sending me what's the message I must learn in this moment and uh you know it was you're not ready and you you are in total denial with this lovely man you wasted his time so I said thank you so much I took the candy and I said adios
0: I love that you You took the candy
2: yeah and he was lovely he was very nice and I think he found a wonderful man actually later on um who's yachting with him
0: now
3: Dr. Wendy's
2: dream journal.
0: Dream journal exercises. Dr. Wendy's dream journal. Can you, is there something that people might want to journal about or an exercise that they might be able to? I know, Candace, you do a lot of DBT and CBT stuff with your clients. Um, Something that they might be able to do on their own at home.
1: Oh. I think that, uh, one is, you know, even though I'm DBT, I do believe in the, the grieving process and looking at that? I think that's incredibly important to look at the stages of grief. I think, um, radical acceptance from DBT is, is, you know, the mindfulness and coming to, sometimes you're never going to find the answer of why, you know, it was the square in the circle. It just, sometimes you, uh, you know, I think when we go to the judgments of why I could have done, could have, would have, should have, I think sometimes you just have to release that and go, Radical acceptance is, is, that it just wasn't meant to be. These are the lessons that I learned. And then what can I do to move forward? And that, if that makes sense. And, um, I also do believe in, um, there's sort of like a, a forgiveness sort of exercise that you do that you actually like close your eyes and you sort of envision in a way, like how you would like to break up with that person. Like if it's hugging that person, wishing them well, you know, Slack. Um, <laughs> Slack? Yes, or slapping them. Exactly. No, I just think I you didn't boo. <laughs> um, I, I think that's really lovely. I think that's a really great, beautiful sort of meditation or mindfulness thing where you're sitting and you're actually, you're speaking to the person and saying all those things that you wanted to say, but you couldn't say if that makes sense. Like you're putting that energy out,
2: releasing them and wishing them well, if that makes sense. Okay, wait, I just wanna go back to Candace. Does that not mean that we can't add a little like, seriously, when I said slapping them, or like, oh, no, you didn't. Like, can you ask? I think
1: that some people people don't get a chance to advocate on the vice versa. Some people don't know how to advocate for themselves. Some people don't know how to like, uh, really stand up for their values, their beliefs, or that's that's the important part of their work is they need to say, that was so not okay. And bye, Felicia, see you later. Um, I do believe in in forgiveness, but I think that that in that moment in time, that work is incredibly important because for many of us, we don't know how to advocate for ourselves.
2: And how often do we say in couples work, we teach couples this, and this might be also part of your aspect of the dream journal, which is when you, I feel, you know, when you call me ugly, I feel devastated. When you called me fat, I feel Ah. like killing you. (laughs) 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 I feel like hurting you. No, you know what I'm saying? But it's the when you, I feel, when you said uh, those things to me, I feel helpless or hopeless. Right. So,
0: and to. To support that, Wendy, too, I think this is something I've talked to clients about sometimes I see them struggling with where they think they can't even think those thoughts like they I don't want to think that way or I'm sort of like thinking isn't the same as doing thinking. Those thoughts can be very natural to be angry and want to stand up for yourself. What is that part of you that's thinking that? That's a part of you that wants to protect you and take care of you and stand up for you. And like you said, Candice, advocate for you. Maybe you need to listen to that. Maybe you don't need to bring that into the conversation with the person that you're breaking up with. But that person is part of who you are. And to deny them their voice actually increases its power. And so to write down, like Wendy's saying, you know, you said X, Y, and Z, and they made me feel these ways. The things, like the letter that I wrote, the letters that I've written that I sent, I would say don't send them, but write the letters. It's important to write the letters. Just don't send them necessarily. Or talk to your (laughs) therapist or a friend or somebody before you decide to to press send. Uh, Yeah.
2: Yeah. And for my dream journal, you know, I just want to go back to listing and it's an ongoing thing. When I was single, I used to list after every date, you know, not just the positives, but the negatives like, oh, OK, if I didn't like this person or I, we were off or it turned me off, what was it? So really listing the red flag issues or deal breakers for you. And then on the opposite side, like maybe two columns, um, what you want, you know, the opposite of, um, you know, the positive (laughs) aspects of, you know, your dream, your your goals, your wishes.
0: For both of you, are there any books or blogs or particular online resources that you might direct people to when they are dealing with breaking up? Oh, well...
2: I'm thinking of not the breakup, but like out the gate before you, you know, go into a dating situation so that you're clear. The two books that I find, um, helpful is getting to, I do by Dr. Pat Allen. It's an amazing book. Uh, it talks about the anti mom, the animos, male and female energy. Um, it helps to clarify dating stuff. Um, but also, and it talks about breakup actually, Um, And then there is um, uh, calling in the one, which is a wonderful dating to clarify things and really empowering you to make good decisions, Um, you know, bringing yourself more consciousness when you are getting out there. Uh, Uh, Candice,
1: I'm kind of like the I'm always doing the those standards, uh, getting the love that you want. Um, that's Harville Hendrickson. And then also, um, how marriages succeed and fail. And so the Imago, I think that, I think those are important two books. Or did I get the authors mixed up? I think I got the authors mixed no, up. It's the, the love that you want and how marriages succeed and fail. And I think that they both are profound. I think books after breakups or when you're going to go into a new relationship, it really teaches about attachment style, sort of our, um, reptilian brain, you know, more to our, um, much more to our reality-based, um, sort of part of the brain that we use, how we get triggered using the I statements are incredibly important. Um, you know, increasing better communication, just like Wendy says, like, it's so important to say, when you do this, it makes me feel, I feel, da da da, And it reminds me of this caretaker, this partner, um, You know, it's just important for the partner to know, like, yeah.
2: Wait, wait. when you say, I'm breaking up with you, I feel, oh, no, you didn't. Oh, no, you didn't. No, you
0: didn't. (laughs) There's also a book called Getting Past Your Breakup, which is something that people might want to check out. And and there are lots of online support groups and blogs and, and, you know, I'm sure... Both Wendy and Candace have stuff out there you can look at.
1: Oh, I also, there's also, I do love that book, Conscious Uncoupling. I know it's very trendy, but Wendy and I had an opportunity. It's trendy to for a reason.
0: Stuff.
1: Yeah, and it's really, I thought it was a beautiful book, uh, the way it was written. I Wendy and I also had the pleasure of seeing her live talk a lot about the concepts. And I was like, I was like, right on. I think that there is no perfect breakout, that especially when you have a long relationship, assets, children there's just, you're gonna be attached to this person. There's a way to do it in a very healthy way for yourself and for that sort of life that you guys built together, but to have that conscious uncoupling. But I thought she was so delightful and that book was so spot on. I thought, you know, it just, it's very difficult, but there's a way for like your talk about Jenny, that you can walk away going, I did, I did the very best that I could in my higher self, if that, my behaviors were of my higher self, if that makes sense.
0: Right, I, I, and the word respect is coming up in me as I'm listening to you both. It's like that to me, respect for yourself and respect for yeah. the relationship, even if in in certain moments you can't have respect for that other person. if you can try to have it for that person as another human being, maybe at, if you can't do it for them specifically when you're in when you're in it, uh, but yeah. yeah, respect is something that in the long run, I think we find and, and what respect looks like is gonna be different for everybody, but if, if we are acting in in a way that supports our beliefs about respect, then we're gonna have less regret or anger moving forward. So Candace, where can people find you? Are you on Twitter? You're you're back seeing clients in Los Angeles, but I know you also see clients online and all over, right?
1: Yes. So candacedalemckenzie.com. I am on Twitter. I'm on Facebook, um, LinkedIn, um, pretty much through Wendy too, as well, Dr. Wendy O'Connor and associates. Um, so we do, we, you know, I work through her too as well, seeing clients and, um, and in collaboration as well. So,
0: Cool, cool, cool. And you can find me, uh, Jenny with an I, at uh, my Twitter is Jenny JV Wilson. My Instagram's The Preppy Rebel. My I'm online at jennyjvwilson.com. And Wendy is at Dr. Wendy O'Connor, and that's D O C T O R. That's spelled out. Uh, but your email is not. Your email is Dr. Wendy O'Connor uh, at gmail.com. Twitter, Ask Dr. Wendy youtube channel you have a new one up you just said uh no it's
2: the same one and everything can be found on my website drwindyoconnor.com. or
0: oh no you didn't <laughs> i'm joking <laughs> that's gonna be your new website is oh no you didn't i like yeah, that I like let's that.
1: not forget to plug in my dad did my dad say that he had a famous like breakup i, I like a that's break-up that book so i, I think
2: I think we gotta, from time to time, call him Doctor C,
1: <laughs> Doctor know
2: Doctor D for Dad. D. For Dad. Yeah. I loved his input, and so thank you for that authentic uh, moment. Really <laughs> added
0: uh, flavor to our show. Uh, you can subscribe to the Relationship Show on Podbean or iTunes. You can send us your stories, questions, feedback at relationshipshowla at gmail.com that is a direct email address to us and thank you for joining us candace and yes. hopefully this will all come out okay so that's Had a beautiful week. that's it Tell for us that. this time and as always we encourage you to be as authentically yourself as you can possibly stand and as dr stay Wendy open. always says yes
2: girls boys men stay open
0: all right you guys oh big heart from candace What did you think I
3: would say at this moment? When I'm faced
0: with the knowledge that you just don't love me. Did you think I would curse you
3: or say things to hurt you? You just don't love me no more.
0: You've been listening to The Relationship Show with Dr. Wendy and Miss Jenny, a casual conversation between two friends and colleagues taking serious topics not so seriously. Dr. Wendy O'Connor and Jenny J.V. Wilson see clients in private practice in Los Angeles, California, and can be found online at www.doctorwendyoconnor.com and www.jenni.jvwilson.com for entertainment purposes only.
2: So we're all fresh and clean, no bad juju, yeah. and
1: yeah, so it's all good now. Bye, kick bye, bye. my Alicia.